Hello. Hello. You, all right? you say hello first that time. You I did. always do it first. Normally you say hello and then I say you're all right. Exactly. Yeah, but we've fucked it all up this time. No, we don't. We just subverted. What we're actually doing is we're going for a, a looser, more improv- improvisational uh, <laughs> yeah. aspect. Because all the old, old, all the old episodes are really <laughs> tightly like scripted, scripted and, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and bang on professional. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. As I say as a the squeak of the squeak of the chair. chair. Yeah. How you doing, John? <coughs> Not bad. How are you, Rob? I'm good. Yeah. It's been quite a while since we've done one of these. When was the last time we did one? I can't even remember. No. Y- years ago. So. Is this a new series? Or... Uh, you're obsessed with that, aren't you? I need to know. I need to be able no, to this is, we'll keep. We'll keep this in the same the same series. It's like a mid-series work, break. We had a mid-series like, break. Because yeah, yeah. when I print the podcasts out and display them on my shelf, oh, right, I like oh, to have... What I'm trying to do is get one of those... You know, like when you used to buy VHS tapes? And they'd have a picture. They'd have a picture of, across yeah. the What is the lot. picture that it's making it's at? It's just your cock. Oh, is it? I've drawn it myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, It's just... pretty generous to you, but I'm just imagining that you... A really far away picture of it. No, no. It's really close up. Really close up, yeah, yeah. I just feel like you have the confidence of a well-hung man. Oh, really? I'm giving very, very wrong. <laughs> um, well, last time we were talking about uh, what you said was subjectively the best song ever. Objectively. Objectively. Objectively the best song ever, yeah. Which was all styled by Smash Mouth. So it was, yeah. And uh, well, my friend James, who uh, listens to the podcast, yeah. took, took exception to that. I mean... Yeah. I don't know what the point in ar- he's arguing. I don't know what if there's a point in arguing it because he's going to give me his his opinion. Yeah. But this is objective. Fact. Yeah, but the thing is, but only to you in your opinion. No, 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 not... no, 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 no. I laid out the metrics by which I judge it last. Yeah, time. but I think he's done. I've got his his repost to you right, here. If he wants to call down the thunder, be um, it on him. Well, I've got his uh, his comment here, which is Tom is a terrible human being. For even joking about All Star. Oh, so, uh, well, I shouldn't be talking about it in such flippant terms. He's absolutely right about <laughs> that. I should be giving them the credence they deserve. Yeah. What about Credence Clearwater Revival? I mean, they are a fucking good band, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they are really good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so he says, The best song ever written, clearly, is Bohemian Rhapsody. And he's not even joking. Because Queen were when they wrote it, weren't they? Because they're, they're a, a novelty, novelty band, band, novelty yeah, band yeah. famously. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, well, well done. <laughs> um, do you want to hear what he said? Here's his reasoning. <laughs> Come on then, let's but hear he it. He says, um, musically it covers a massive range. It's also technically proficient. Right. And it defies all odds by being a massive pop song despite ignoring any conventions or even or even having a chorus. Defies whose odds? Who set the odds? Well, what the, you think what a pop song is? It's subjective opinion then. I mean, that, so that's, that's, no, no, that's no, no, falling no. apart straight away. Because <laughs> by defying odds, you're, you've already got a set opinion that you're judging against. So I, I won't accept anything on that point. <laughs> or right. the other one's proficient. Technically, yeah, technically proficient. Yes, but why isn't All Star by Smash Mouth also technically proficient? It's a lot of rhyming in that song. (laughs) Um, It's one of the few six-minute-long songs that will get regular airplay without an edited version. Why is length any indicator of quality? (laughs) It's fitness. It's girth, isn't it? Um, Also, probably anyone of any age and a whole load of different languages knows all the lyrics and will sing along with it if you start it. (laughs) 
Uh, I think the fact that that starts with the word probably <laughs> means that even... Is it James? Yeah. Even James isn't that sure of that point, so we'll write that one off. I would, you know, like, no one's ever started their dissertation or their thesis by saying probably. <laughs> Actually, they probably have. They, they probably have. Um, and despite being a massive Queen fan and hearing it a billion times, I'd never skip it or change the radio if it came on. His opinion, again, written off. So there's a lot of this I'm just discounting, discounting straight away. <laughs> why, why, is it, why are his arguments less? Like, because than yours so he's claiming that, that, that Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen, he's claiming that it's objectively the best song. I, ever, I think right? so, yeah. But then a lot of this is based on his opinion. Like that last thing that's saying he's not going to skip it, yeah, but would you skip it if yeah, Bo Rap came on? Yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah. Overused. <laughs> it's not bad. It's a good song. It's not bad. But as I said the whole way through, my argument about All Star by Smash Mouth is it doesn't matter what you or I think about it or what James thinks about it. I'm talking about objective music. I'm not talking about whether I like it or not. I might not like it for all you know. <laughs> you fucking bang on about it. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's important. You got your your cause, isn't you? So, well, that's James's opinion. Cheers, uh, James. Again, opinion. Yeah. But thank, I do appreciate that. But yeah, I mean, yeah. we're talking about objective fact here. We're not talking about. Opinion. All right. Well, hopefully, we'll listen to this podcast and you'll get in touch. Good. I hope this becomes a long-running debate. <laughs> I hope someone can introduce you. Or I'd rather be the middleman between you two. I'm not even going to give you yeah, his last name. This might be actually. Maybe we should only be able to do this via written responses. So maybe next time I should have a written uh, a statement to give to Jay. Yeah. I, th- I think like what I mean to peek behind the curtain. One thing I love doing about this is just winding people up with it. So I mean, if I can get into a, if I can draw even more people into this and have like a long running debate about what is objectively the best song ever. So you're just trolling people. I'm not here. trolling people. I mean, like you know, uh, even though my opinion does not count for anything because I'm talking about objective fact I do actually quite like All Star by Smash Mouth so I'm happy to talk <laughs> um, about it but in, in, this is my opinion though James did sort of ruin his argument by saying he would also accept Bat Out of Hell as well <laughs> by a meatloaf I mean that you know I can see where he's coming from because when you're talking about Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen you should definitely be talking about meatloaf because they're very similar uh, acts you know <laughs> theatricality of their performances you know <laughs> Meatloaf's very technically proficient. He's a fucking yeah. wicked singer. Probably some would say too talented to be a novelty musician. Just like, <laughs> you know, Brian May could have used his powers for good, but... <laughs> oh, you know how to wind me up, don't you, Tom? I like Queen. I do like Queen. Of course you do. You're a human being. Yeah. With ears. <laughs> I like Tim Minchin. I like... Uh... What? What was Tim Minchin going to do with novelty songs? Does he do novelty songs? He does comedy songs. Comedy songs. Yeah. yeah. The darkness. I like the darkness. (laughs) I feel like what Queen started, the darkness finished. (laughs) Jesus. Well, that's uh, the ongoing uh, debate about All Star. Maybe what we could do is get all of our regular listeners to put forward a case for what they think is objectively the best song ever. Well, half of them already have. What would you say is objectively the best song ever? Um, I don't know. I struggled. I struggled with this when we were talking about it last time. Because I think I nearly got you round to my way of thinking. Well, Either you were just humouring me or playing playing along, or I think you'd started to crack a little bit. And I sort of I got your reasoning, 
but it's uh, it's still it's still there's no way you can say that any bit of music or art is subjectively better than anything else. Really. I think I think it's possible. I think it must be possible to talk about um, whether something is objectively a better piece of music because there is like the there's your tastes, but then there's you can do music wrong, right? So if you can do it wrong, yeah, but no, you can so, do it right. How so? What do you mean? I mean, in terms of the way you construct a song, or just yeah, but play why is that like you know why? Well, you could play an instrument wrong, right? I can definitely. Yeah, but play doesn't mean you can't wrong. make good music by playing it wrong. But I reckon, I reckon, if you strip away all of your opinion, I reckon there must be somebody who can tell me, uh, or give me an example of a air quotes perfect song. If you're looking at it from the point of view of like this is how you make music in terms of the actual technical aspects yeah. of it well I think Queen would be something I think maybe Bohemian Rhapsody would be in that would fit that sort of maybe thing. we need an expert opinion really don't we, we? do yeah. yeah do you any... know any expert musicians <laughs> well, James plays in some really good bands so mm, we're talking about a fact again aren't we like, <laughs> opinion again aren't we? <laughs> I don't know any of the bands that James plays in. What bands does he play? Yeah, you wouldn't like them. <laughs> oh, really? Why not? You used to, we've already discussed how you don't like metal. He plays in atrocity exhibit, like Grunkle yeah. Band. Well, it was really nice when we had the big discussion about how I didn't like metal. Yeah. Like, a couple of our regular listeners, Lewis and Carl, both said, well, why don't you listen to this? Why don't you listen to this? They were, like, trying to, like, welcome me into the world, which is lovely, but it's also, it's like, well, I don't like it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, we can all agree on one thing, though. Go on. Right, that Hollyoaks is <laughs> subjectively the best TV program, isn't it? That is. That's right, isn't it, Sol? I mean, that was quite the turn there. <laughs> um, subjective in who, who, who's who's? Well, it clearly is, isn't it? It's got um, uh, drama in it, isn't it? It's got drama. I haven't watched it in a long time. No, Sunday, I remember when they used to do the Sunday omnibus. That's when yeah. you'd, you'd watch it. Not you. In I didn't. Did no, you not? No, no, no I never watched watch Sunday Sunday omnibus. omnibus. I've d- I don't like soaps. I'm not a fan of soaps. Fair enough. Yeah. I think you might change your mind, though. Because uh, over the last few weeks, I've got a little bit obsessed with um, fan fiction, online fan fiction. Okay. Which is when people write uh, like their own... Episodes of Hollyoaks, basically. Not only that, it can be anything. <laughs> no, I, I think it's just Hollyoaks. Just Hollyoaks. Yeah, yeah. They write Star Wars fanfiction. Yeah, Star but but As Hollyoaks. Oh, right. In the style of <laughs> yeah. Hollyoaks. Yeah. They, I can't see people. But. What? Hollyoaks fanfiction. Yeah, the Hollyoaks fanfiction and also EastEnders fanfiction. I've got a little selection here. Okay. Um, they're all written by the same person. I'll credit them. Uh, <laughs> Do they use their real name? No. Well, J346 on fanfiction.net. Wow. Could okay. be someone listening for all we know. How did you get into this little... Um, I just I just like the idea of it. I like the idea of someone... So what, well, you were sat there and when you went, mm, let's look up some fanfiction. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sort of, you know, I, I knew it existed. And, like, I knew some of it would be interesting. So I thought... Well, I remember years ago I read some good... Uh, I say good, interesting, hot fuzz fan fiction about Nicholas Angel and Danny Butterman. Was it? It was slash fiction. Well, slash fiction is when you mix two things. I thought slash was when you guitar player Guns N' Roses. Yeah, Yeah, and then you get rid of your hat and put a chicken thing. (laughs) I thought slash fan fiction was when you uh, put together couples. 
Oh, it was definitely that. Yeah, I think. Can we get like a list of? I'm going to give a list of like fan fiction terms because I think. Because I thought slash fiction was when you like combine, so you do like Hollyoaks mixed with yeah. Buffy the Vampire Slayer or something. I mean, like, which would basically just be Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Slash fiction. Here mm-hmm. we go. Uh, Do you reckon slash... there is slash fan fiction about this singer? Singer, the guitar yeah, player, yeah, slash. Yeah, yeah. slash fan fiction is the genre of fan fiction that focuses on interpersonal attraction ah. and sexual relationships between fictional characters of the same sex. Okay, so it's specifically um, homosexual fan right. fiction. So it's all that. You've been on Tumblr, right? What Tumblr? Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all those. Like, I thought you meant Tinder then, and I was like, no. I don't. <laughs> Get on it, mate. Uh, no, don't. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Tumblr is full of like um, imaginings of John and Sherlock from the BBC Sherlock, like oh, getting, right. like kissing and holding. Ah, so yeah, that was what this hot fuzz stuff was like. It was basically Nick Frost and Simon Pegg doing each other. <laughs> Good on them. Good on them. Well, like, there's the the interesting little bit of that is that a lot of Danny Butterman's lines from Hot Fuzz were originally assigned to a love interest for Nick Angel in the script. And then when they decided that they didn't want the romantic part of it, they just took they that just character took out and gave most of his her lines to uh, Danny. That just before sense. we get that, let's look at some of these categories and terms. For fan okay, go on then. So genres, we know what genre is. Angst is okay. is a a category of fan fiction. So a story with an angsty mood centering on characters who are brooding, sad, or in anguish. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Crossover. So that's when they're mi- oh, so that's the mix of two like so. Hollyoaks crossed with uh, Mad Max. Yeah. Uh, fluff, a story designed to be happy and nothing else. <laughs> Fusion, uh, works blending two settings and sometimes their casts in a, into a cohesive, cohesive whole. So it's a bit like Slash then, isn't it? No, uh, a bit crosso. like... Yeah. <laughs> Dark Thick. Oh, what's that? Uh, stories which are considerably grimmer and or more depressing than the original. <laughs> more depressing than Hollyoaks. Imagine that. <laughs> Who could do that? Fix fic. What's that? Have a guess. When they like fix plot holes. Or just things they didn't like. <laughs> That's what it's saying. If you didn't like. If you were going to write some fix fit about Hollyoaks, what would you do? What I would do is I'd go back to. Who's the guy that created it? It's the guy that did Brookside, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'd oh. write about him going, What shall I write? I'm not going to do Hollyoaks. That's, <laughs> that's how I'd fix it. And then he'd just be happy. Rebuild fiction. Is a bit like fix fic, but with added bits. Oh. Rationalist rewrite. <laughs> Heavily features critical thinking skills and deduct- deductive reasoning. <laughs> Popularised by Harry Potter and the methods of rationality. Oh my god. Hurt slash comfort. A character is put through a traumatising experience in order to be comforted. Okay. So... Sort of says a lot about yeah yeah, yeah it's a little bit um, <laughs> you've heard of shipping right you know what ship is no because <clears throat> I used to live with someone who was really into fan fiction she used to oh, write right. a bit okay. so I've heard it a few of these terms before it's not J two three J three four six adopted a new pseudonym shipping is where you uh, you get two characters together that aren't together. Oh, okay. So, like, say if you really wanted um, Peggy Mitchell and Jim Branning to get together, then you would write that as you would ship them. You would ship them. That's the shipping alarm. (laughs) The The shipping shipping (laughs) forecast. 
<laughs> nice. Self insert. <laughs> <laughs> you made me choke on my tea. I know. I timed it, so I would. <laughs> Self insert. I've tried. But, uh, <laughs> just don't reach around that one. A version of the author is transported into the into it. So like, I would put myself in an, ep- an episode of Correlation Street. Yeah, almost always written in the first person. Mm-hmm. Frequently overlaps with thick fit. Smut? <laughs> yeah, I think this is what we're I mean, about to Self-explanatory. Multi-cross self-insert. <laughs> so that's doing like more than two things yeah. and then putting yourself in it. I guess, yeah. So you'd be in like the universe of, I don't know. Uh... You'd be in like Firefly... Having a little giggle with Malcolm Reynolds, and then you'd go, Oh, look, I'm in Excalibur now. <laughs> uh, song fic. When you write songs, is a genre of fan fiction that typically features a fictional work interspersed with the lyrics of a relevant song. Interesting. <laughs> All right, this sounds like it's going to be good. <laughs> the last one on the list. Mm-hmm. Waff. <laughs> Short for warm and fuzzy feelings. Oh, fanfic that is bright, cheery, and peaceful. Well, there we go. So we know we know we've we learned a little bit about fan industry terms in which to analyse these works of fanfiction. <laughs> industry. Yeah. Terms, yeah. <laughs> well, I thought what would might be uh, might be good is I've got some uh, like I said I've got some fanfiction here by J three four six. Oh yeah, I like his work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um. Uh, I think we should uh, read them out. I think we should... Uh, okay, bear in mind, I don't know any of these characters. I don't know any of these characters. This, this is Hollyoaks. I've got some Hollyoaks and I've got a bit of EastEnders in there. I'm just like um, looking at what you've got yeah. there already. Have you, have you not amazed. read any of it, have you? All I've read is... Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here yeah. and say that Jay has never written or looked at a television script before. Um, I'm going to assume not. Being that it starts with chapter one. <laughs> <laughs> So are they writing this as a piece of literature or as a script? I don't know. Cause, no, because look, they've got the characters' got, names. Got, yeah, it's got like stage direction and dialogue. See, so. now this is where I feel bad because I don't know how old this person is either. Well, they're definitely old enough to know what some things are. I've read them already. Okay, okay. Now um, I'm interested. Yeah. But again, I don't want it to seem like because obviously someone they may have worked hard on this. I don't know, so I don't want it to be sure too. They worked sn- very hard. I don't want it to be too sneering, but I know it will be. I'm very sorry <laughs> if you are listening, Jay. They're not listening. <laughs> they might be. It might be someone I know. It might be Lewis. I don't want to picture anyone that I know <laughs> spending their evenings at home working on Hollywood Hollyoaks fan, fan fiction. fiction. Um, so the first bit. This is called. This piece is called. Oh, they even, it's just called Chloe or Cleo and Joel it's who are Cleo. they then? I don't know I'm assuming they're in Hollyoaks okay that's probably a safe assumption who do you want to take do you want to be Chloe or do you want to be Joel? Uh, I don't mind mate you, who, who do you want me to be? Uh, <laughs> you can be my Chloe if you want All right, then. Okay. and I'll read the stage directions okay, okay you're ready so yeah. you're Chloe right? alright okay uh, chapter <laughs> one <laughs> chapter one Chloe and Joel had an on off relationship but one day, knock knock. Hi, what are you doing here? I've realised what my life has been missing. It's you. Chloe then takes Joel's hand and takes him upstairs. <laughs> Chloe and Joel stop kissing and Cleo rips Joel's shirt off. And Joel takes off his shirt. <laughs> and Cleo takes, <laughs> oh. off, takes off her jeans. Oh, okay. 
and is naked while Joe Joel is undoing his belt and is in his pants. So Joel's in his pants. He's on his pants. Joel then takes off his boxers and throws it on the floor. Chloe, now I'm gonna no, the, no. The, the, this next sentence. I'm gonna take like an actor's. Okay. I'm gonna interpret it as I see it. Okay. Fuck me. <laughs> you don't tell me twice. <laughs> Glare both land in bed together and start having sex. Cleo, you're amazing. So are you. They then stop having sex. <laughs> Shall we go out tonight like hotel pub? Sounds like a date. Shall we fuck again? Yeah. Then they have sex again. Then then have sex again. <laughs> right, that. That's weird, isn't it? That's good, that's chapter one. Do you know what that really reminded me of? <laughs> Hollyoaks. My fan fiction for Fifty Shades of Grey. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, I do, yeah. <laughs> um, shall we break down some of the stuff that's in this, uh, in this piece? Let's do it. What's your favourite bit? What was your favourite bit of... This I, is chapter one. I don't know if, if they've written any other chapters. I like it when uh, Cleo says, fuck me, because yeah, I, 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 I imagine her saying, like, fuck me. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, not sexual. And then he then says, sex I like it when he says, you, you, do, you don't tell me twice. <laughs> also, it's the... They then stop having sex like... <laughs> like, neither of them have come. They've just, no, they just, they've just they've had just, enough. They've, they've had a bit of sex and they're bored. <laughs> Right, can I read you my Fifty Shades of Grey fan? Yeah, go on. So let's look for common aspects of... Okay. Okay. Chapter five, I've gone for. <laughs> the time when Christian Grey does it with a lady. <laughs> yeah. Christian Grey took his willy out and showed it to the lady. Oh my, she cooed, with the expectation of the ple- pleasure what was to follow. Christian Grey picked her up in his big man arms and felt her trembling with sexy anticipation. She folded into him like a horny manila envelope. <laughs> And then he did her hard. That was the fir- that first time was really lovely, and they both had really nice orgasms. But it did not last very long, and the lady made a face at Christian Grey as if to say, "I want to have sex with you again." I want to have sex with you again," said the lady, using her mouth this time and not just her face. <laughs> Before long, they were at it again. They did it over and over again, like rabbits or something. Christian Grey sexed her up real good, and afterwards they just lay there crying and wondering what would happen next. They didn't have wondered long, though, because they just started doing it again, this time with toys and stuff, and once up the bum. <laughs> they did really naughty stuff, like stuff what you see online but never imagine a proper lady would let you do to her in real life. At one point, Christian Grey stopped and thought, should I be really doing this? But by that time, there was no going back, so he just thanked God he'd had the forethought to put down bin bags and carried on with all the kinky sex what they had been doing before he stopped to think about whether they should have been doing all the kinky sex. They were going at it so frivolously that at one point they fell off the bed at one point and rolled around on the floor for a bit. They were having such a laugh at all the sex, they didn't even notice that they'd knocked over a cup of tea. Such was the reckless abandon of their lovemaking. They just had more sex on top of the spilt tea and laughed their heads off while they had more orgasms. They had three each, and that was just while they were on the floor. They had had four each in the bed, making it seven each, or in total, 14 altogether. (laughs) After that seventh orgasm, 14th in total, they were both very sleepy, so they got back into bed for a little lie down. They decided they should not do it anymore that night because she was a bit sore and Christian Grey was a bit worried he might have pulled something. So they both just went to sleep like normal people and not like the sex-mad lunatics that they had been behaving like for the past 20 minutes. (laughs) The end. 
I mean, it's good. It's, it's not far off, is no, it? No, I think Jay has actually written this as a work of comedic art. I Do you think, think that's what's going it on? It could yeah. be. It could be. Um, uh, it's the I can't get away from. <laughs> they then stop having, having sex. sex. Amazing. Well, well, we've got a bit of uh, EastEnders next. Let's have it. Come on. Um, this is a piece called Mick and Whitney Love. Don't know either of those characters. I think isn't Mick not played by Danny <laughs> Dyer? Oh yeah, you're probably right. Actually, yeah. yeah so yeah. if you do, you want me to be Mick or do you want to do, do a Danny Dyer voice? You do a Danny Dyer voice. I'll right. be Whitney. So, uh, <laughs> right, this is a good one as well. I've, right. I've read this, and also there's a theme to how each one starts. Chapter one. Yeah. Do you want to do the stage direction or shall I? You do it. Go right. on. Chapter one. After a long day of a shift at the pub, Whitney and Mick decide to have an early night. But as soon as they got inside, Whitney went into his room and shut the door. What are you doing? Isn't it obvious? I want to sleep with you. Mick then le- leads in for a kiss. Their kiss was so passionate that Whitney dress came off so quick and Mick undoes his buttons on his shirt and took off his shirt. Then Whitney pushed Mick onto his bed and then started undoing Mick's jeans, which left him in his Calvin Klein boxers. Ooh, Mick. The boxers look great. Thanks. Mick then grabs a condom from his drawer and then takes off his underwear and throws them on the floor and does the same to Whitney's pants. (laughs) Fuck me, Mick. I love you. The end. There's like... Okay, so let's pick this apart. There's common elements here, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. In both the Hollyoaks and the EastEnders thing, pants have been pants thrown are a on very, the very big prominent thing, aren't they? <laughs> There's another recurring theme in one of the other ones I've got, but okay. I won't. Uh, what I like about this is it ends with Mick saying, I love you. How, how is that going to be received? Like, does Whitney well, love it's, him back? Well, it's just the end of chapter one. Like, she might want to be a cheeky fuck. She might not have wanted well, to Well, maybe Whitney will be... Uh, Oh, what, so there's more of this? Well, I don't know, it just says chapter one, so I'm Jay, assuming... Right, more. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. Um, yeah, you're, you're gripped. You piqued my interest. <laughs> you're only peaked. <laughs> you're a penis as well, it's peaked. Well, that, that happened a long time ago. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I'm 33. That's... <laughs> you ready for another bit of... Um, Go, what have we got now? Of Hollyoaks, this one. Yeah, next yeah, one's called Hollyoaks. And this is called... Stee and Harry Wonderful Life. Is it by the same person again? By the same person, yeah. These are all by J346. You know how next to his name there's a little envelope? Yeah. Does that mean you can message him? I assume so, yeah. Okay. So you're assuming it's a man? It could be a lady. Exactly. Alright, so this is Stee and Harry. Okay. Again, this is Holly Oak, so I don't know who Stee and Harry are. No. Um, But uh, there's more. There's another character in it called Sinead, apparently. Okay. And it starts again... Starts like all the others. Chapter one. Okay. So do you want to be Sinead, Stee, or a Harry? You choose. I, I picked. Harry. I'll be Sinead. You be Stee, and uh, I'll be Harry as well. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Stee, come quick! I need ya. <laughs> On my way, love. Stee burts through the door. He's <laughs> <laughs> always burting in. He burts in. Never knocks. Just burts right in. <laughs> Come back to bed with me and let's have sex. Stee then shuts the door behind. The next day at Porch's birthday party. Harry, come help with the cupcakes. 
<laughs> sure. Who the hell's Lockie? Lockie, this is going to be great. Hold on. I need to use the loo. Five minutes late, Sinead walks in. Where's Stee? He's gone to the loo. Well, go and get him. Harry walks into the loo. No, Harry, don't let the door shut. Five minutes later. This is Lockie speaking now. So, what do you think? Oh, who the hell's John Paul? You can be John Paul. All right. Uh, what about the party? I guess it's all right. So, Porsche, I imagine it's supposed to be Porsche, I guess. Is, is going to Vegas tonight. So I've got the whole place to ourselves. What about some time to ourselves? Fine. Be there at seven. And that's the end. Like, there's nothing in that. <laughs> nothing in that makes sense. Nothing at all makes sense. No, the bit where... Uh, um, where, like, he goes, he's coming up with the cupcakes. He obviously needs some help with his cupcakes, doesn't he? All right, that might be the one thing that makes sense. But then, like, why... What door is being shut, right? The bathroom door, I assume. But then, okay, so does that mean, how, like, Steve was just openly pissing? Um, yeah, maybe, yeah. So then, pooing, he might have been doing a shit. So why... <laughs> So why would Harry have walked in and shut the door behind him? Because they were going to like uh, do sex, I reckon. Were they? But know. they weren't doing sex at the front. They weren't doing sex at the front. They might be doing it at the back. <laughs> at the top. At the top. <laughs> they, they weren't. You're right. It was Sinead, Sinead and Steve. And Steve. Wasn't it? Yeah. So I'm assuming Steve is short for Steve, right? Who knows? Who knows? But then, right? Okay, that's this is all shit, right? This doesn't make sense. And then what, are they locked in the toilet? Is that yeah, maybe. what we're to assume from that? And then Lockie, you know, Porsche, is going to Vegas tonight. And then, so, Lockie's saying that she's got the whole place to... So to I'm assuming herself. her and John Paul, maybe when he gets to chapter two, they're going to do some, like, some dirty cuddling. A bit of sex. <laughs> a bit of sex. A nice bit of sex. Yeah. Oh my god! Well, there we go. I feel like we're looking at outsider art, and I'm not sure that it's right for us to be laughing at it. Yeah, and it's also fucking hilarious. It's good. Well, we've got I've got one more lined up. All right, what have we got here? This is another bit of Hollyoaks, I think. I see. Yeah, Hollyoaks. I've <laughs> <laughs> using the name of it. Seen the title. I've seen. The, I saved it because the title was the, the best one. It's called Naughty Warren. At Naughty Warren. Naughty Warren. Um, so you be Warren, I'll be Sienna. Okay. Alright, and, and I'll do the stage directions again. Okay. Right. Chapter one. Oh, hang on, wait a minute. I've just spotted okay. there's a Grace as well. Who wants to be Grace? Oh, uh, go on, you can be Grace. Alright, cool. Who am I, Warren and Grace? Yeah. Okay, chapter one. <laughs> come on. decide on a voice. Alright, come on. Are the babies okay? I heard you scream. It's not the babies. It's, it's that I hurt my arm at work when I tripped over some things. <laughs> Warren then goes to the club. So how's everything? It's fine. I just need to take my mind off of things. So let's go into the office. <laughs> Grace then starts removing her shirt. And Ware starts unbuckling his belt. <laughs> Until Grace removes Warren's shirt. I think some pants are going to be fun. <laughs> oh really, they will be. And Grace removes her skirt. And then, while Grace is doing that, Warren removes his pants. While they are both in their pants. Grace then locks the door and Grace lies down on her front. While Warren takes her knickers 
And then Morn grabs a condom from the drawer. <laughs> and then the Morn takes off his Calvin Klein pants <laughs> and then starts having sex with Grace. Oh, Warren, you are fucking amazing. Oh, I'm glad you love it. Ha 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 ha. After Warren puts his clothes back, back on, but Grace is still in bed naked. Grace asks if this will ever happen again. Fuck yeah. There we go, and that is Naughty Warren. Jesus He's pretty Christ. naughty, isn't he? He's so naughty. <laughs> he is. Um... So he's, I'm assuming he's married to Sienna with a child, or at least... Well, look, babies, at least some children. The baby's okay, I heard you scream. But it wasn't the baby screaming, it was Sienna, because she hurt her arm well, when she gonna, tripped over some things at work. It's going to make you scream, isn't it? How was she screaming? It was a delayed also, scream. Yeah, yeah, it was done at work, but when she got back home and just started screaming in the same way that a baby would. <laughs> like Ned Flanders. She got in and then realised that a bit of bone was protruding. <laughs> no, I reckon, like, yeah. ah! exactly, in exactly the way a baby would. Yeah. Because when she trapped over some things. <laughs> Obviously, some things. Yeah. yeah. Fuck me, Rob. What have you done? This well, is terrible. That's, yeah, that's. Uh... Um, it, have you ever heard the Harry Potter fanfic? I haven't, no. I'll see if I can find it. Chat to the audience while I'm. Well, um, so, what did you think of the fan fiction, guys? I'm, I'm assuming. I'd like to think that some people were masturbating while listening to that. Now, this is the thing. I think people are masturbating while they're writing it. Oh, 100%. Because yeah. then it, that's. It wouldn't be that bad, would it? If <laughs> you can write, I reckon you could probably write something good with one hand. <laughs> Maybe you could. Well, um, but you know, if, if any of you were listening to that, you might have rewound to listen back to the sexy bits. Um, that's fine. I don't mind if you want to masturbate while listening to the Mate, podcast. I'm all in favour of that. If they want to. Go for it. Yeah, it's absolutely up to you. Um, maybe if you uh, want to listen with a loved one or a, a sexual partner. Or a colleague. Or maybe not a colleague, unless you are... Depends where you work, then. Really. Yeah, good point, yeah. Um, and you can uh, maybe masturbate together while listening to it. It'd be nice, wouldn't it? Um... <laughs> Keep going, come on. <laughs> I'm just looking at what other... about mutual masturbation. With the... <laughs> I'm just looking at other things. I've clicked on the TV. Um, the TV. Oh, there's Preacher. <laughs> the TV bit. I mean, I'm is... assuming you can probably find anything. Yeah, yeah. I bet the Preacher stuff isn't funny, though, is it? I bet it's just, like, miserable. Yeah, probably. Um... Yeah, I'm just a bit fascinated with like who who writes it and stuff. And it's I just... think it's just I think it's probably like young people. I imagine. I know. Yeah, probably. Yeah. What are you looking for? Uh... I, okay, I've found it. I'm just you trying to it. find the right bit. So this is Harry Potter fan fiction. This is quite famous. So I'm assuming that um, a lot of people would have heard this already, right? Because it's quite famous for being terrible. But it's okay. it's a self insert uh, dark fic work of Harry Potter so it focuses on um, Draco Malfoy okay. as like the, and it turns him into this sort of like emo heartthrob character <laughs> that's written by a bit like me like this, or how I'm sort of perceived by a lot of things exactly like you yeah yeah because you've got the whole sweeping okay, haircut yeah, yeah. and everything so it's written by she's called My Immortal right. obviously named after the Evanescent soul oh. and she's written a character called Ebony that she's inserted into Harry Potter right <laughs> well, well. Uh, the world of Harry Potter so then what happens is Draco has, she's been in the flying car with Draco, right? And it's 
crashed. Is there a, is there actually a flying car in Harry Potter? Yeah. Oh, okay. I've, I've never seen Harry Potter. In Harry Potter 2, there's a flying car. So <laughs> it's, but it's Ron's. For some reason, her and Malfoy are idiot, and they crash into the forest. Okay. <clears throat> so, it starts with them in the forest. Draco! I shouted. What the fuck do you think you were doing? I mean, already that wouldn't happen in Harry Potter. Mate, just wait. Draco didn't answer, but he stopped flying the car and he walked (laughs) out of it. I walked out of it too, curiously. So it's not crashed, I got that wrong. (laughs) What the fucking hell? I asked angrily. angrily. Ebony, he asked. What? I snapped. Draco leaned in extra close and I looked into his gothic red eyes. In brackets, he was wearing colour contacts. (laughs) He took off my top and I took off his clothes. I even took off my bra. <laughs> even. Then he put his thingy into my you-know-what, and we did it for the first time. Oh, 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 I screamed. I was beginning to get an orgasm. <laughs> we started to kiss everywhere, and my pale body became all warm. <laughs> and, and then... What the hell are you doing, you motherfuckers? <laughs> it was Dumbledore. That's <laughs> <laughs> chapter four. Chapter well, that was a chapter. That was a chapter. Right. Chapter five. Chapter five. Well, at least they get through chapters faster than uh, you know. Yeah. Oh man, the, the, Jay only has chapter one. I think stories. it goes up to twelve chapters. Jesus. Okay, chapter five. Dumbledore made Draco and I follow him. He kept shouting at us angrily. "You ludicrous fools!" He shouted. I started to cry tears of blood down my pallid face. Tears of blood down her pallid face. Jesus. Draco comforted me. When we got back to the castle, Dumbledore took us to see Professor Snape and Professor McGonagall, who were who were both looking very angry. <laughs> they were having sexual intercourse in the Forbidden Forest. He yelled. He <laughs> yelled a good in a furious voice. <laughs> <laughs> if you're doing it anywhere but the Forbidden Forest, that's fine. Man. Didn't say how far they got, but you know. Um, why did you do such a thing, you mediocre dunces? Mediocre dunces? Asked Professor Dumbledore. And then Draco shrieked, shrieked, because I love her. (laughs) That's not really a shriek. Do it again. Because I love her. (laughs) Everyone was quiet. Dumbledore and Professor McGonagall still looked mad. But Professor Snape said, fine, very well. You may go up to your rooms. (laughs) Draco and I went upstairs while the teachers glared at us. Are you okay, Ebony? Draco asked me gently. Yeah, I guess. I lied. I went into the girls' dorm and brushed my teeth and my hair and changed into a low-cut, floor-length black dress with red lace all around it and black high heels. When I came out, Draco was standing in front of the bathroom and he started to sing I Just Want to Live by Good Charlotte. I was so flattered, <laughs> even though he wasn't supposed to be there. We hugged and kissed. After that, we said goodnight and he reluctantly went back to his room. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't know that song by Good Charlotte, but I know what Good Charlotte sounds like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine it being romantic. Like, it clearly not. was there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So there you go. In that world, Harry Potter is a vampire. Um, what? He's introduced in the next chapter, but I've never read that far because those. You're two just chapters, when you come by that point. So I mean, just... I, I'm such a mediocre dunce. <laughs> I can't make it past that that chapter. <laughs> mediocre dunce. And I've, I've got another bit of a uh, fan fiction here. Um, this is written by Moon Moonbeam's Child. Okay, and I'm not sure if this is supposed to be funny or not. I've read this before. Okay, um, and there is a point in it where I think it might be uh, trying to be funny, but we'll we'll see. And okay. it is it's fan fiction about. <laughs> 
Well, strangely enough, it's in the Wicker Man thread. Do we acknowledge that we've had a little break? Or no. Well, I just have, so yeah, do we, we leave that in? Because <laughs> they're going to hear us drinking more tea now. Well, well, you know, we might just have someone that comes and brings us tea. Oh, yeah, we do, don't we? Yeah, <laughs> let's, imagine, let's uh, invent an imaginary <laughs> yeah. silent... We'll do some, what is it, insertion fiction. Self-insert. Self-insert. Mate, I've been self-inserting all night long. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, this is, again, it's a bit of fan fiction by Moonbeam's Child. Okay. Not sure if it's supposed to be funny or not. I'll let you decide. It's in the Wicker Man thread on this website. Right. But it it isn't Wicker Man fan fiction. Why is it in the Wicker Man thread, then? God knows. Is it connected to the Wicker Man at all? No. It's, um... (laughs) Does this person know what the Wicker Man is? I, I don't know, but this is um, Harry and the Hendersons fan <laughs> Okay. In the Wicker Man thread? Yeah. Excellent. Or maybe they, there wasn't a thread specifically for Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> it was the like, film is a bit like Harry and the Wicker Man is outside a lot, it's, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, God, no. The Wicker Man has oh, a big Jesus. foot. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Harry. <laughs> All right. So this is the the piece is called something more. A, a song fic to ah oh, see there we go we've ah, learned this okay. song so fic. We, there are there will be lyrics from a song in here or there somewhere <laughs> yeah. okay. Uh, to Madonna's song Forbidden Love. Oh mate, I mean I already know where this is going now. George cross Harry fan fiction. So is that a slash? Is it? It's an it's a an X. Oh, so it's George times Harry. <laughs> <laughs> equals fanfic fanfic um, and this is the song the song lyrics I'd imagine I don't know how it goes but I'll just read it I don't okay. don't care it, it it's not right to have your arms around me I want to feel what it's like take you all take all of you inside of me oh <laughs> George Henderson lied in bed alongside his wife he could not slumber. <laughs> Can I just pause for clarity? <laughs> yeah. Is this based on the film or the TV series? The film. I imagine the film because I want to imagine it's... Uh, John Lithgow. John Lithgow. Okay, yeah. carry on. Yeah, that's what I was hoping, yeah. yeah. Um, he could not slumber. Every thought that he had was filled with one man. <laughs> well, I'd say Or man. beast. <laughs> <laughs> Even though he knew it was horribly wrong. He he turned over in his bed and picked up the sheets and glanced at his alarm clock. 3am it read mournfully. God darn it, he murmured angrily and stared at the body of his sleeping wife. She was pretty, but she was nothing compared to the vision that slept peacefully and innocently downstairs. Oh man! <laughs> George thought about his opinion, his his options for a minute. Sorry, should he give in to temptation? He drew a picture of Harry in his mind and felt hard. But then he looked at his wife and didn't feel anything. Decision made. <laughs> so, with the, the language he's using there, so George is literally drawing a picture of. Harry in his mind. In his mind yeah. so he's not imagining it, he's, he's imagining him, him drawing, drawing a Harry. Bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that is what made him feel hard. Well, I mean, um, I'm no one to judge. <laughs> George carefully crept downstairs to where Harry lied. 
His sleeping form went up and down angelically as he breathed delectately. Delicately. Shit, fucking hell, Rob. Okay. Just all of a sudden, Harry awoke. He had smelt George approaching from a mile away. <laughs> so, I mean, he would have woken up a lot earlier. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That might have been a very big quite big, aren't they? <laughs> um, Harry, you noticed I arrived, said flustered George, whom was blushing re- really red and looked really abashed. <laughs> Say no more. That's the, in brackets, it's like, it's uh, okay, yeah, translated. Yeah, yeah. Harry whispered, I'm sorry, I didn't do it right. <laughs> Say no more. His eyes narrowing and his paws pouring for George's face. Harry, Harry, you know that I can't. I have a wife and kids and I can't ruin their life. I can't, George sobbed. And his tears mingled with the fur on Harry's hands. <laughs> None of that matters now, baby. <laughs> this is this is Harry Harry's saying that, yeah. isn't it? All that matters is us. Here and now. Right now. So is he still I'm assuming Harry's not learned to speak. No, it's in brackets, uh, so okay. I'd imagine yeah. Harry whispered, tracing George's slender jaw with his meaty hand. <laughs> Um, no, no, I can't do this. I don't love you, George moaned, tearing tearing himself out of Harry's grip. Now it's gone back to, You lie. I saw the pictures you drew of me. I told you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Harry whispered, and with that, he thrust his lips upon George's. Now it's back to the Madonna song. In your eyes, forbidden love. In your smile, forbidden love. In your kiss, forbidden love. If I had one wish, love would feel like this. George moaned with pleasure. He had never had love that ever really felt like this before. Oh my god. He was drowning in bliss and sipping from the sweet cup of heavenly pleasure. <laughs> uh, this is brilliant. This is a lovely bit a lovely bit of writing this, and really. Come on. Harry's hands explored the terrain of George's body. And wandered southwards. <laughs> George knew that it was wrong, but he didn't want to be right. Harry, 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 George moaned, and Harry whispered seductively, <laughs> in brackets, screw your family, screw all of them. Oh, I mean, like, they've put him up for so long. Yeah, well, yeah. They've been so good to him, and that's Sc- how he's going to repay them. <laughs> Screw me like you're an animal and let's run away to the woods together and have sex a lot. Who said that? That's uh, Harry. Harry's uh, no, saying yeah, that. Harry saying that. With pleasure, George replied comically. <laughs> I imagine John Lithgow would be good at delivering that. Oh, one. mate. He'd, he'd, uh, yeah, best supporting actor, Oscar. Right <laughs> I know. This is back to the song. I know that you're no good for me. That's why I feel I must confess. What's wrong? Is why it feels so right. I want to feel your sweet caress. Fucking hell. All of a sudden, the lights came on in the dark room, and three other people walked in with their eyes boiling with rage. Boiling eyes? (laughs) Honey, what are you doing, my dear? Said Mrs. Nancy Henderson in shock. Mrs. Nancy Henderson. What the blazes is going on here? (laughs) Dad, OMG, it's totally not cool that you're doing this. I'm so mad. (laughs) 
he like totally ate Michael Sarge. OMG. <laughs> okay. Sarah Croyd. It's definitely, Dad. definitely the film <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Dad, I'm so mad. I'm going to get my my BB gun. Daddy, why are you doing this? Said tiny, little tiny Ernie, tears storming down his little cheeks. <laughs> and honey, why are you listening to Madonna in the background while you're nailing Bigfoot? Said Nancy, matter-of-factly. <laughs> but, she also, but she was also really upset. Why would you do this to us? You've torn our family apart. Dad, why are all your hands all wet? What? I don't know what's going on here. It's as clear as all the Bigfoot juice all over Dad's hands. Oh, God. Snarled Sarah sarcastically. He's cheating on you. George cried. He had nothing to say in defence of himself. Suddenly, he rubbed his face clean of tears and said, I'm going to live with Harry in the woods. I love him. I'm sorry to hurt you all. This was a mistake. Harry is the man for me. Sarah and Ernie cried, but Nancy said, I understand that this is the, the quest that you... The, the, the quest that the journey of life has made you traverse upon. <laughs> go, <laughs> go forward and find true love. Goodbye, George. I'll miss you. But I can always get together with that woman next door with the chihuahua. <laughs> George and Nancy hugged platonically. <laughs> and waved goodbye to his kids. There was no tears now. Harry smiled at George. I'm glad this all worked out. Now let's go. This is the best bit. Go on. George hopped onto Harry's back and Harry and and he ran off into the woods together as one. (laughs) The end. Right, I've got a couple of concerns. (laughs) A couple, yeah, go on. Yeah. So, I mean, in the film, because we've established, right, this is definitely this is happening film. in the film. Yeah, because right? he totally ate his cor- corsage. corsage. That's definitely from that's the film. From also, the film. there's reference to the woman next door with a trower. Yeah. I'd assume that that's a specific enough reference to be from the film rather than the TV show. I'd assume so, yeah. Okay. So, in the film, George cannot understand Harry, can he? Um, I, not that I, re- I don't remember. No, I don't think he can. No. So, how can George understand Harry now? Yeah, good point. Well, and maybe love is. Is Harry a wild beast? But can he consent? Is what I'm getting at. Well, he was. Yeah. He seemed well up for it. But that we only know that because what George is interpreting his grunts as. We don't know that he said that because it's never said in the film because it's the universe <laughs> of the film. It's never established that George can actually interpret. Could George Harry's understand grunts. him in the sitcom? I don't I know. Remember. I doubt it. That's what I'm going to put out there. Is I doubt that. So what we're actually witnessing here is an insane man interpreting the grunts of a Sasquatch as acquiescence and then yeah. acting on that. It's fucking hideous, that. Yeah, pretty horrible. <laughs> I reckon that's written for laughs, though. Yeah, there's a few clues in there that I thought... The, yeah. I don't Jesus. know if they were trying to just inject humour into their saucy bit of fiction. <laughs> I like a bit of humour in my source, you know? Like <laughs> the Confessions films. <laughs> Jesus, they're, they're a problematic, aren't they? <laughs> well, yeah. Anything from that then was, wasn't it? From anything. The 70- anything from the 70s was problematic. <laughs> anything from the 70s. Keith Jaguin. Yeah. Noel Edmonds. Noel Edmonds is problematic for many reasons. Thatcher. 
Yeah. <laughs> this same author writes community fan fiction. Oh, okay. I've not read any of it. This is um, Vicky and Fat Neil poem. Do you think it's? Uh, do you think it's Dan Harmon? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> well, this looks like it's concise. It's a poem. They actually, Vicky and Fat Neil are actually together, aren't they? Are they? I think in one of the later ones, don't they actually get together? Well, no, because um, uh, thingy's. I forgot her name. Dan Harmon's real ex-wife in real life. Erin McGathy. McGathy. You, married... should, you should definitely remember her name. No, I've had her finger in my mouth. <laughs> have, yeah. She married Fat Neil in the show, didn't she? Her I don't remember. Her character came in and married Fat Neil. Yeah. Oh, there we go. I've not seen like the last few series of it. Well, this is a poem that Moonbeam's child wrote about his favourite couple ever, Fat Neil and Vicky. Oh, so they must be together at some point. Then. Yeah. I stare at... I don't know if this is funny. I've not read this yet. But let's give it a go. I stare at you. You stare back at me. My soul thumps. Thump. Thump. Gasp! You're holding my hand now. Your gentle caress as soft and delicious as a penguin... As a penguin's soft fur. Delicious. I feel you all around me now, wrapping me in your masculine arms, your sparkling eyes. I feel your gentle hug. I notice you here beside me. And I feel like everything is beautiful in the world. Because so many things are bad and horrible and make me want to cry. But you hold me here and I feel beauty again. And I see you look at me and I know that I love you. And and I know that you love me too. Not really about that fat Neil and Vicky, is it? I mean, that is... Sincere, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But people are capable of more than one thing. So he could have written Harry and the Hendersons as like comedy, <laughs> and this is like a sincere poem. But why for Fat Neil and Vicky from Community? I don't know. Maybe he wrote that poem for someone, and, and he yeah. wanted it to be out in the world. He wanted people to know it, and he thought, well, people aren't going to read it if it's just my poem. I better attach it to Fat Neil and Vicky from Community. <laughs> yeah. Well. Delicious as a penguin's soft fur. That's the bit. That's the only bit that I think. Oh, I don't know. What else has he read? There's just three on here, and that is the Harry and the Hendersons one, Vicky and Fat Neil poem, and another community one, Bring Me to Life, and it's Fat Neil and Vicky. That's got to be song thick, isn't it? Let's see how long it is. Oh, it's really long. Oh, I don't read it. <laughs> it is it actually is. It's it's um yeah. it's that Evanescence. Why is that? Do you reckon there's a big crossover of Evanescence fans and fan fiction? I think I think it's just that's quite a popular song. Unfortunately, is it? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, mm. a lot of people people what, still what, listen yeah, to it. What, what, what uh, film is that from? Do you remember? Wake me up inside. Can't yeah. wake up. Yeah. The video was God. like attached from like a film at the time, like a big sort of blockbuster film. Godfather Part Two. That's it. Yeah, no. What's it from? Is it from a superhero film? Yeah. Okay. Oh. What's it from, Rob? Mm. When would that have been? That would have been like 2002? Yeah, about then, I reckon. Can't wake up. (laughs) Daredevil. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There we go, yeah. Yeah. As I went, can't wake up, I remember. remember Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) There we go. A bit of fan fiction now. I feel, I don't know if we should feel bad at like sort of laughing at your... 
I'm banging just bashing some, some shampoo, shampoo together. Conditioner. This is how I get over things. Um, I think I think what we've I don't think we need to feel bad. We've just taken a little peek into a world that was not our own, and very much like Star Trek, we didn't interfere. We didn't. Uh, that's true. Uh, interfere. We just <laughs> had a little look and a little laugh, and that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I mean. Hollyoaks fan fiction though, why is that? I never would have thought that had existed. But hey, listeners, challenge. If you want to write some fanfic about the men with two brains, go for it. A bit of uh what is it? Slash fiction slash if you want. Fiction, yeah, slash yeah, yeah. fiction of me and Tom getting off of each other, maybe Ooh. Or maybe you want to do a self insert. <laughs> or a multi thread. Yeah, what could you combine the memory two brains with and make it good? Um Well we've already sort of done it with fabulous bleep. That's true, yeah, crossover and with the Pranks and Surf podcast as well. That's true. Yeah. We've done some little crossovers ourselves. There you go. That's a little bit of inspiration to get you going. And when Ash was here, I did suck him on. Yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. God, we had to do so much editing around that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. The, the, the legend has spread now, and the listeners. It's like the five to one uh, Doors song, where the, the legend is that you can hear Pamela going down on Jim as he's recording that. You can't, but <laughs> you can actually hear a little bit of Rob. You can hear yeah, stuff in yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. And Ash is going, oh. <laughs> yes, he did, he, yeah, that was exactly what he made. What science sound do you reckon Ash makes when he comes? <laughs> I don't know, I, um, I'm going to guess, like a sort of a pain scream. <laughs> like that, I, re- <laughs> yeah, I reckon that's what he does, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, on that note... <laughs> We'll probably cut that out, I reckon. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah. Might be or I might leave it in. Well, he certainly did. <laughs> Fucking hell. It's all that saucy fan fiction. Got, me, got your warning. Right yeah, yeah, yeah. Got your warning, it, Tom? <laughs> or maybe we should go and let Tom just maybe have a little tug. Just I'm to... just going to go and smack it into a wall. <laughs> well, yeah, well, that's, fine. you know, yeah, yeah. fair enough. Just standard. <laughs> um, maybe we'll... Uh, we'll, we'll uh, do something for next week. Yeah, I'm up for that. Yeah, cool. All right. All right. Thank you for listening to that. I hope it wasn't too sexy for you. If it was, <coughs> um, I'm very sorry. Um, if it wasn't quite sexy enough, then let we'll, us know. We'll amp it and we'll, up. We'll, we'll amp up the sex yeah. for the next one. <laughs> <laughs> right, thank you very much. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.